passing Live this life But son, we don't see shit She caught my eye Man, make my wife I know she wanna be saved She sending a time Have a good night Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Under the Lights and Inside the Dome series, might I say. I am John Dodaro. I am joined with Carlin Jacob today, as normal. Mr. Squeaky Boy. Yeah, Mr. Squeaky Chair Carlin. I do want to say something real quick. I like being transparent with you all. If you do hear a nice chair from Carlin in the background when he talks, it's because for some reason, we use Riverside as our uh, recording site, and when I export the audio, normally when I click remove background noise, it takes out the background noise, but I learned that it was the result of some glitchy audio that I've been hearing in some episodes. So for now, I am not removing background noise in some of these episodes, so if you do hear Carlin's chair make an appearance, that is why. So, and as well, uh, for any of the people watching on YouTube, my camera is completely different. Um, is it? Normally, my camera is like up that way, but it's not. You're just on my laptop today. And the oh. reason you're on my laptop is because my dad is still using my setup. Man. So, <laughs> the time meaning we're just stuck here. I'm going to figure out something. Um, we'll have That's to see tragic. when it goes down. But it's not going to affect you guys as much. You only get two episodes seeing yeah. beautiful faces and our beautiful jerseys john is wearing his beautiful Steeler jersey who you got on naji i got my jalen brown jersey on because oh my nba God. starts today actually it not does. the day we're recording it but the day we're releasing this and we're gonna get to that we've got a bunch of questions we got a bunch of topics to talk about in this hour so john it's been a week it's been oh, a week it has been it has it's been, been a, a week, week. I do want to say real quick, uh, as we're recording, the uh, 49ers versus Vikings game is going on right now. So if I ever say anything regarding that game, that is why. Uh, just as I'm speaking, Alexander Madison just had a big run. So shout out to and him. The game seven of the ALCS is on right now. Texas is leading 3 nothing against Houston. So we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll get to that. Yeah, we might be giving some highlights throughout the episode, even though the game would probably be over by the time you all are hearing this. But anyway, let's get to the topics because we do have a lot of questions to answer. So the first thing I want to talk about, we're Steelers fans. We're, I'm wearing a Steelers jersey right now, and I like giving our Steelers thoughts every week for Under the Lights. So another week has passed for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They recently just defeated the Los Angeles Rams, which almost seemed like it was a home game for the Steelers oh, in it L.A. It literally was. That's it was crazy. Insane. It's insane. I'm, I think you all know my thoughts on this team. You know my thoughts on Matt Canada and how I still think he should be fired and this team won't go anywhere with him. But I will say one thing. Right now, the Steelers are on the same trend as they were last season in terms of the offense. Not as a team as a whole, but the offense. Last season, the offense started out absolutely terrible. And... It was unwatchable. People wanted Matt Canada fired at the bye week. They came out of the bye week. The offense improved slightly. They got a running game going. Kenny Pickett was able to throw the ball effectively at times, have some clutch plays. 
So then near the end of the season, it's like, oh, maybe this offense could work. Maybe they can start to build on something. Well, guess what? Right now we are in the exact same situation. The offense starts out terrible in the first half. And then after the bye week, they show signs of life. And they did. The offense in the second half, I know, Carlin, you were telling me the other day, like the second half, the offense was pretty good. It was. They were making good plays, big-time plays from Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. We were a second-half team that game. Even in the first half, they didn't, like, you know, came out of the gate swinging. But during the first half a little bit, I was like, this is a better first-half team than we've seen. You know, it wasn't all three and outs. They didn't get any third-down conversions until, like, one toward the end of the first half. But for the first half, I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was good. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing that I'm scared with is the fact, like, if this offense keeps doing, like, okay, they might have the urge to keep Matt Canada again. And I'm scared if that is the reality. So that's why when the Ravens won, I said, we won, but at what cost? I feel like I'm going to be saying that every week. I agree with you. I think Mr. Rooney has listened to all the backlash. And Mr. Rooney, I hope you have listened. Seriously, I hope you have listened to this whole team backlash. Even if the Steelers somehow go 13-4 and four this season, like the way that John and I have predicted them to go, which why the heck did we say we're going 13-4 and four with Matt Canada? There's <laughs> so still a chance. Yeah, why Why did we say that? But even if they go 13-4, and four, Matt Canada still causes crappy same plays and the offense wins us games, you still let this man go, no matter what. The Ravens even made it to the playoffs last year, and they let go of their offensive corner. So please, no matter what happens this season, I don't even care if we win the Super Bowl. Matt Catagola calls the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Let him go. He's not worth it. Let it, Like, literally, just let him go. I'm I'm just done seeing his face. on. They love showing him on TV all the time. They really <laughs> they do. do. <laughs> him, like, and I've, Swift. him and Taylor Swift. They just show imagine, Matt Canada imagine, more than Taylor Swift. They imagine, show Canada more. Next year, the Steelers play Kansas City here. Taylor Swift flies to Pittsburgh to go see Travis Kelsey play. And Matt Canada's still there. Who do they show more? Oh, Matt Canada. They show Matt Canada like almost on every <laughs> single Steelers like, drive. They show him yeah. on almost every single Steelers Dude, offensive it was drive. Funny. It's crazy. So the three touchdowns we got were all rushing. Kenny, Najee, Warren. You could tell what Canada called it. And Canada yeah. goes... Uh, he brings me so much joy watching those games, just seeing his beautiful face. I'm just kidding. But hey, honestly, what's wrong with his face? Nothing's wrong with his face. Don't disrespect the man. Disrespect yeah. his play calling. You can yeah. disrespect his play calling. Yeah. Then again, the, the Steelers are miraculously 4-2 and two right now. I don't even know how they are, but the NFL in general defense. is weird. Yeah, well, the even, defense is carrying it. So I want to hear your quick opinion if you want to hear my opinion on this go make sure you go check our tiktok it's been booming a little bit lately tiktok algorithm is whack i've been texting john about it it is uh, we got like 40 views the one day and we got like 30 likes and it stood like that for an hour it made no sense to me but um i want to hear a quick thought so the steelers obviously i think we can both agree with on this they did not get that first down oh they didn't they did not get that first down yeah but can you blame the game on that first down? Because I always say no. Here's what I blame it on. I blame it on uh, good old Brett Maher, the Rams kicker, who 
just went back to his Dallas days there. I mean, he was doing very well this season, but really the game should have been 24 to 24. Should have been a tie game. The Steelers should have been driving for a field goal if Brett Maher didn't miss everything, essentially. That's really what I blame it on more than anything. They're, the Rams kicker sold. and Well, and Stafford threw a pick six, essentially. That too. That too. But Brett Maher, I think, was the biggest reason why the Rams lost. You could have that fourth and one or whatever it was definitely hurt as well. And then it, and also they called a pass interference on Akello Witherspoon right before that. And I think that was kind of BS in my that opinion too. Call. Yeah. So they kind of had two back-to-back calls against the Rams that kind of sucked. So Steelers kind of got saved, but I think Brett Maher, the Rams kicker kind of saved them too. But I don't go too long on the Steelers, the NFL episode. I'm actually very excited for the NFL episode dropping tomorrow because the state of the NFL is weird right now. In terms of like all the teams at the moment, it's very weird. We'll get into all of that in uh, Wednesday's episode, so definitely stay tuned tomorrow. But another thing I want to talk about regarding the NFL, but primarily one player, and this deals with fantasy football too, for you Bijan Robinson owners, and I feel like a lot of you are very mad. Do you, are you aware of what happened? Yesterday. Yeah, didn't he say he had a non-contact injury, but he was sick? They didn't announce it before the game, and that's why he didn't get as much snaps, right? So, yeah, I'll, I'll tell everything that I know. So, he woke up with a headache. And, I mean, it could, it could be something serious. Like, it could have been like a migraine or something, but I digress. So, he... And first off, on fantasy and everything, he's rolled active the whole time. He's not questionable. He hasn't been questionable at all for previous days. And he's going through warm-ups. And I think they, I think they're investigating this right now. The NFL is investigating this because this is legit. So he before the game started, he was not on the injury report or anything. Like, he wasn't questionable like if a player's limited or something like that it would be known like the team would announce that before the game it was not announced Bijan was literally ruled active and healthy before the game and I was on Twitter or X the whole time like trying to figure out what happened they didn't announce Arthur Smith didn't say he wasn't feeling well until halftime like nobody knew what was going on with Bijan until halftime essentially it wasn't like he was sitting on the sideline the whole time. He took some snaps. Like, he only had one carry the whole game, but he was on the field here and there. Like, I think, like, six times, maybe. Either total or something. But there was, like, one play in the first half. I just saw him standing out there, did, like, a small route, wasn't targeted. But, yeah, he was limited in the game, but they rolled him active. They said there was nothing said that Bijan was sick or anything before the game started. So I heard DraftKings kind of refunded people who had Bijan bets. But if you look at fantasy, too, like everybody who started Bijan got 0.3 fantasy points. And there was no heads up or anything. But the reason why I made this a topic is I do think it's serious. Because even just beyond NFL, like gambling, fantasy football are like two huge parts of football, really. And... The team not announcing Bijan's injury is kind of serious, and I do think there's a chance they could get fined. But your thoughts on so some I of got that. a question for you, right? Yeah. So sorry, I need to like lean a little forward. Hold on. 
Okay. So your thoughts. I want to ask you two questions real quick. Number one, did they say what it was or no? It was a headache. Bijan said it and Arthur Smith said it, but it was, Arthur Smith only addressed it at halftime. Okay, so here's my second question for you. Do you think this could have been like, okay, I'm assuming, okay, we're not saying this is what it is, this is what it wasn't, but you think it could have been like a Michael Jordan game? No, I don't. With, with the flu situation. I know that was an upset stomach and stuff, and it's a little bit different, but like, do you think that happened, or do you think he just randomly woke up, didn't feel well, didn't tell anyone until during the game, like, well, he was going to let it ride? I think the thing is, he woke up feeling that way, that I know, and I think it was determined during warm-ups, like, he let Arthur Smith know, like, during warm-ups, because he didn't start the game anyway, at all, he didn't start, no, he didn't. and I think they knew during warm-ups so if they knew during warm-ups that he wasn't feeling good and wasn't going to take many snaps like that has to be announced yeah like, before they have the team has to address that before the game starts that he's going to be limited or questionable doubtful yeah so that's where i think there is a problem and i think the nfl is investigating that right yeah. now well, hopefully it's nothing too serious with Bijan because I mean it doesn't seem serious. He seems no. fine, like post media, but no. the whole I situation mean, around it isn't good. Yeah, it really wasn't, and it was kind of I don't know. It very it really surprised me. It surprised everybody on X too. Like nobody had a clue what was going on for half yeah. the game with Bijan. So yeah, very serious topic there. Hopefully he does feel better though, and hopefully. They do punish the Falcons if they did not disclose it quick enough. So we will see them. But next topic, I'll let you go first on this one. But <laughs> oh, I hate talking about this, but I feel like we, we got to talk about to. it. We have, we have to. We have to talk about our teams. And we're shifting to college football. And I'm very excited for college football this week. Uh, a lot of fun things to talk about. But this was not fun to talk about. Penn State versus Ohio State. It was the game of the week, technically. And I was excited for this game. I saw the majority of it before I had to go leave for the WVU versus Oklahoma State game. So I saw a lot of this game. But Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State beat Penn State. I believe it was like 20 to 12 off the top of my head. But I'll let you talk first about this. I got my thoughts, but... What are your thoughts about Penn State right now? Uh, we got questions revolving this down the line, so I don't want to get too, too into it. But this team was like, this might be the year. This might be the year Penn State beats Ohio State. And, yes, we have beat Ohio State in the past. It's not like we have. Last time we won in Columbus was 2011. 2011. That's insane. We were eight years old. Wow. You would have been nine i would have been eight that's insane the last time we beat them in columbus um but you couldn't get the victory you couldn't get the ball going you couldn't throw it the running game was okay and then they ran away from that apparently uh and even when they tried it stopped i mean granted you had the scoop and recovery which call call back and that was pass interference it was so makes sense i I get it. It was pass interference. Can't say that. But just, they didn't play at all. You know, it looked like the Steelers were out there, honestly. It looked like oh, Matt Kendall was calling 
the Penn State offense. Drew Aller didn't do anything. He stunk. He stunk. And now you're worried because, okay, maybe if they somewhat played good against Ohio State, oh, Michigan might be easy. You know, Michigan could be an e- like an easier game than normal. But the way they're going to play against Michigan, I'm scared, dude. I'm so yeah. scared. I mean, I, when we do our predictions for that game, I honestly don't think I am going to take Penn State. I don't think I'll take Penn State either. Yeah, but I will say this. I, I did see the question that was asked regarding – uh, Penn State, but I will say this. I, I've been saying if you, I recommend everybody listen to our college football episodes. They're very good. They're very fun, and we do talk about Penn State weekly, essentially. So I've been saying this with Penn State throughout these easy games. They've had a lot of easy games this season, and this off, I feel like you should have been using these games, these easy ones, to test Drew Aller a bit, test the passing game, because I think. The running game is a strength. It is. I mean, Nick Singleton, Catron Allen, they have a great running game. And everybody knows that. Everybody knows Penn State is a good running game. But Drew Aller is a young quarterback. And they've had some easy games. They had to play West Virginia, which is easy, in my opinion. UConn the other week was an easy game. These should have been games where you try to get the most out of Drew Aller in the passing game. And I think there's just been too many games where they just relied on the running game. They would just take the easy approach, just try to get the win and move on. Because you're playing Ohio State, you're not just going to be able to rely on the running game against Ohio State. It's going to have to be in Drew Aller's hands. And I don't think they did enough to prepare him for this Ohio State game. I don't think they did enough to prepare Drew Aller. And he looked like he wasn't ready. This whole offense, the passing game, did not look like it was ready for this game. The Penn State defense was incredible. It's one of the best defenses in the league. They, Aside from Marvin Harrison Jr. having a fantastic game, they really held this Ohio State offense to only 20 points, which is very good. So they, they really just messed up during this season. They had a lot of easy weeks with easy competition, and they did not prepare Drew Aller. They took the easy route in many weeks in my opinion, just from watching this team. and like It'd be like third and two, third and three. I'm like, okay, maybe they could try a passing play with Drew Aller, see what he's got, and they would run it. It'd be first and goal or something. They'd run it. Like There there were just too many times where they played it safe over this season. I'd rather see Drew Aller trying to throw it. Maybe he throws a pick, but he learned, something like that. But, I mean, Drew Aller had no picks coming into this game. But he's been playing very safe. And I think it really bit Penn State here against Ohio State. Now, they have an easy matchup coming up. And then I believe they play Michigan in about two weeks or so. Two, three weeks. So, they still have time. But Um, they just did not prepare enough against Ohio State. And they suffered. They really did. uh, One more thing I want to talk about. Let's talk on Ohio State of the ball. With us being Penn State fans, we are going to be biased and say Ohio State stinks. But also, looking not as Penn State fans, Ohio State didn't play that good of a game. The only good part of that Ohio State game is Marvin Harrison Jr. and their defense. Their defense played great. They basically outplayed the Penn State defense. And the only reason Penn State was in this game so long was because of the Penn State's defense. Penn State couldn't get anything going. They only had one third down conversion until late in the game yeah that's bad that's Matt Canada numbers right there 
But I want to talk about this real quick. I have a buddy uh, who's an Ohio State fan. And so I texted him after this game. And he says, and we were ta- texting, you know, back and forth. And I said, you know, you got the win, GG, and all this stuff. But what's your thoughts on Kyle McCord? Yeah. Kyle McCord is not a good quarterback right now. Right now. He is like the Jimmy G, in my opinion. He just does the average enough. And I want Kyle McCord to prove me wrong. Think about it. Kyle McCord really hasn't had like a standout game besides Notre Dame. And even he agreed with me on that. He said, yeah, the only good game Kyle McCord's played was that Notre Dame game. And with also just saying, Ohio State's ranked number three in the country, right? Let's say Michigan beats Penn State, which most likely will happen. Ohio State and Michigan will be number two and three, unless Georgia like completely fumbles the bag somehow. They could. And then it's going to go back to the question, who's going to win? I think Michigan's going to be Ohio State personally, and we'll get to that down the road. But Michigan wins, and Ohio State somehow makes it back to the playoffs. I don't think Michigan's, uh, I don't think Ohio State can get past the first round again. I think Ohio State doesn't have a great enough offense to do it, besides Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr. Their defense can keep them in, but if you're going up number one seed Georgia, you're not being Georgia. There's no way you're beating Georgia with Kyle McCord as of now. Yeah. I get it. He, this is his basically his first year playing, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, I would love for him to ball out. I would love for a Allard ball out, and we would get a good matchup next year. I just don't yeah. see it. I really don't. I'll say one quick thing, and then we can move on about that. So I was talking with uh, good old Lance, shout out to him as always, but we were talking about this in Ohio State, and I made the comparison with Kyle McCord to kind of C.J. Stroud when he started with Ohio State. C.J. Stroud did not start off well. People were wanting him benched. They lost to Oregon, I think very early in that in his first season Stroud was just not looking good but then as the season went on and to like the end of the season Stroud became very good and then it ended that season ended where I think it was that Rose Bowl game or something like that where Jackson Smith and the Jigba had that insane game and CJ Stroud was the quarterback so it took CJ Stroud a, a good amount of time in his first year to kind of click so I think there is still time for Kyle McCord to eventually click, but I do agree with you. He has not started out great. Aside from that Notre Dame game, uh, he ended that game very well, but we will see. There is still more time, and we will be given our predictions for those eventual games. I can't wait for Ohio State-Michigan, though. That's going to be a very good one. But some more college stuff real quick. Um, WVU Sports. I'll start with the good. Real quick, because yeah, there's some. Let's talk good. about the good. <laughs> there is some good, so it's not all terrible. I've been talking about WVU a bit last under the lights, and the good, the soccer team is good. I will say that they just beat last week uh, number one Marshall by a score of five to two, which was absolutely insane, in my opinion. Marshall, the whole season, they were twelve and out, and the whole season they only gave up five goals, and then in this game. They gave up five goals to West Virginia. Three goals in the span of like two minutes, I think. Like, it was insane. I was doing pre-half and post for the radio, and we were just losing our minds. I was so wrong on the pregame for that. Uh, my prediction was terrible. 
But then again, it was unprecedented what happened. And for some reason, Marshall still ranked number one in Penn State, or not Penn State, West Virginia was still ranked number five after that game. I guess they're just looking at record alone because West Virginia still some ties. No losses, though. But very good win there for West Virginia. I believe they won their next game 2 nothing. I forget who it was against, but they won their following game. And yeah, West Virginia soccer, very good. But West Virginia football sucks. So yeah, Oklahoma State game. I was there at the stadium. It was bad. I mean, it was close for a while. And then Garrett Green blew it. Uh, It was fourth down. They could have ran it, but Garrett Green decided to hold on to the football, got sacked. The Oklahoma State running back had 282 rushing yards on only like 29 attempts and like four touchdowns, I think, three or four touchdowns. It was just brutal. The whole team just collapsed. It really did. I think I can talk a little unbiased here since I'm not on the radio, but Neil Brown, uh, we're back on the fire Neil Brown train. We are. I mean, at first, 11-1 and one was a possibility. 10-2, and 9-3 and three was a possibility. Now they're just fighting for a bowl game at this point. Uh, they only need two more wins to get a bowl game. They have five more matchups, and some of them are tough. They're playing UCF this week, who UCF nearly just beat Oklahoma. So that's not going to be easy. And then in a couple of weeks, they play Oklahoma. So both those games are away. So West Virginia football is crumbling as we speak. They need to change something up. I hope they fire Neil Brown after the season, but they probably won't. So I will probably go all of my years at West Virginia with Neil Brown as the head coach. But the other thing, I don't know too much about this, but you put this down, Carlin. Uh, Pitt <laughs> you don't know about this? Too. You don't know I mean, about I, this? I know, but I don't know much about it. So... Oh, I'm going to have to pull up the stats to ex- exactly say what happened. So we're going to talk about pit football here. Which pit maybe, football. <laughs> pit football, man. All right. So pit football upset Louisville last week. Not this not past game, but the game before. They upset Louisville in Pittsburgh, 38-21. to So you go to Wake Forest, and you think, you know what? It's Wake Forest. Should be an easy game, right? Pitt, it's tied going into halftime, seven apiece. Uh, and then Pitt was winning, I'm pretty sure, at the end of the game. Uh, they were up 17 to, I don't remember, whatever, 21 minus 7, 14, 17 to 14. They were up by a field goal, I'm pretty sure. And what happened, so funny, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I know something major happened. So I'm pretty sure uh, Pitt went for it. Uh, Johnny might have to fact check me on this. It was fourth and one. Pitt went for it, failed, gave the ball back to Wake Forest. Wake Forest scored the game-winning touchdown with like 10 seconds left, I'm pretty sure. So Pitt basically choked, and I think Pitt could have kicked the field goal, I'm pretty sure. Don't ask me to fact yeah, check. I'm not by the way, sure, I was watching West Virginia. Uh, let's let's Google the ending. I'm so sorry. I should. Uh, um, I think they scored like on a game-winning touchdown. I'm pretty uh, sure they did. It, I, <laughs> I'm pulling up a YouTube video that says the thrilling ending. Uh, you you put this topic on the list. And I know. I you, you don't even. Know. I'm, I'm choking so bad right now. So let's see. Um. Yeah, so they were up 17 to 14 with a minute and three seconds left in the game. Um, Pitt, what's it called? 
yeah, Pimp Hunted, uh, 39. Oh, yes, this was a very controversial call. So sorry. Here's what happened. 39. 39. Can I say what happened? 39. Yeah, you, you, you can say. What am I doing? Their quarterback literally has the game in his hands, runs the ball to get the first down. Gets the first down. He knows he gets the first down. Slides. They put the ball back behind the first yard. So essentially, he got the first down. He knew we got the first down, so he slid. But they put a bad mark and said he didn't get the first down. Therefore, Pitt had to punt the ball because they were on their own 20. Punted the ball to Wake Forest. Wake Forest marched down the field and won the game. Wow. So essentially, the officiating screwed Pitt. Nah, I don't buy it. I think Pitt just lost. All I'm saying is it was a clear first down. There were two games, two pick games this weekend for controversial uh, first downs. One went our way, one didn't. I will say with Pitt, uh, we're actually going to be talking about them in this week's college football episode because they play Notre Dame, who is ranked. So Pitt will be talked about. This week and this week's college football episodes. So definitely stay tuned to that. But moving on from college football, uh, MLB, we kind of hinted at it earlier. Right now, there's a game going on live at the moment. So, Carlin, I'm throwing you on the spot here. So, what's been going on right now? Right now, we're going to the bottom of the third. The Rangers and Astros are in game seven. The Rangers are currently winning three to one right now in Game Seven. Uh, I'm personally rooting for the Rangers. I want a Rangers D back series, World Series. I think that will be a very fun World Series. And John might turn on the World Series and watch if it's a Rangers D back series. And you and the Phillies and Diamondbacks are on a Game Seven now. Yes, they will be going okay. to Game Seven tomorrow. Uh, Diamondbacks absolutely crushed the Phillies today, five to one. Are we um, talking Tuesday or? Or Wednesday. Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday. Okay. So today, they play game seven. Um, you already know who's the ALS, uh, ALCS champion right now. We do not yeah. as we're recording this, but everyone knows. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I'm rooting for a Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series, but if if the Astros win, it's going to be a Rangers-Astros-Phillies uh, World Series. No doubt about it. Yeah. Three minutes from last year. I, I will say, I actually did watch a game, and it was, wow. I believe, game five of the Phillies and Diamondbacks. And right when I turned on the game, uh, the Phillies choked. So maybe that's a good sign. Maybe Philly will yeah, lose maybe watch when I watch. Tomorrow. Maybe watch yeah. tomorrow. I'm, I might just watch it tomorrow. I'll see. I think there might be something else on on Tuesday. I don't know. Yes. But there is. We'll get to it. Um, there's two things, actually. But game one of the World Series will officially be this Friday. So if you got nothing else going on, watch it because I'm sure it's going to be a great World Series. Hey, Philly's in it. Philly's a great team to watch. As much as John and I don't like Philadelphia, Philly is a great team to watch. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy watching them. If it's Phillies versus Astros, I'm taking Phils. I like it. Anyone else Uh, besides the Astros, I don't care who wins. Well, then. Moving on, we got about nine more minutes or so before I want to get into the questions. So 
speed we'll run. Do, we'll do a speed run here for these last two topics. Uh, the NHL, we did not do an episode this week on it. I was busy on the recording day, so we're throwing it on under the lights. So week two, uh, I want to talk about Penguins first off. And right now, uh, the NHL app sucks, as always. But just going through what they've been doing, they play today against the Stars. The Stars are currently 3-1. and one. The Penguins, on the other hand, are three or no two and three, and this I hate this NHL app. I'm so so. I have to say it again. There's not even a calendar. Like it's so messed up. The app is just so. Just messed use up. the Penguins app. I am well. Okay, I don't know because I, I need to see all of the NHL right now because we're the covering news everything. ESPN. Okay, I don't want to kill time. I don't want to kill time. So my my my. Recently, I forget the last game that we covered. I think it was the win against uh, Columbus we covered. And yes. Wait, no. Okay. I, I hate this app. I hate this app. Um, It's only showing me preseason. Okay. Um, Can you pull, by any chance, do you know what's happened with the Penguins? I'm trying to find it. My, this my, my. Actually, I got it. I got it. I'm on ESPN now. There we go. I can actually see the game. Broke so, up went to ESPN. I did. The NHL app is just terrible. I recommend nobody use it. So, I believe we covered the game against the Flames. So, they had two games since. One against the Red Wings, where they lost 6-3. to three. Really, it was 3-4, to four, but then they scored two empty netters. And then they lost the Blues 4-2. to two. Uh, Tristan Jari was the, the goaltender for both. But... I couldn't see much of these two games. Evgeny Malkin continues to be the best player on this team. Uh, for what I know, I believe they benched... Uh, what's his name? Number 73, defenseman. Oh, my God. He goes by, like, three letters. I'm blanking so PJ, hard. Oh, P.O. P.O. Yeah, P.O. Joseph. Uh, P.O.J. Yeah, they. I think they benched him. The one game that bought that... Bottom pairing for the defenseman has not been good. The bottom six also has just not contributed much for the Penguins. The Zahorna, somebody who they added into the lineup, uh, scored a goal. So there is that. But the Penguins are trying to find more depth scoring soon. The top six continues to be great. But they need their depth to start to do better, I would say. But other stuff that happened as we are speaking on Monday, uh, the Canadians and Sabres are tied one to one at the moment but right now with the nhl i'm going back to the nhl app so i could see this uh in the league there are three teams that are undefeated still the vegas golden knights who are the defending stanley cup champions are six oh and oh right now the boston bruins who had some losses are five oh and oh right now they're undefeated and the colorado avalanche are also Five O and O. Those three teams. I would not expect all three to be undefeated right now, but they are. Uh, Detroit, who I believe the Penguins beat them. I'm not sure. I'm struggling again. I'm, they lost I'm, to them. The oh, no, they lost. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm flipping between two apps. Yeah, I was thinking of a different team. Yeah, they lost. The Penguins lost to Detroit, but Detroit is five and one right now. Uh, so they're very good. And some of the worst teams in the league at the moment, San Jose Sharks have yet to get a win. Uh, the Ducks only have one win. Seattle only has one win. Edmonton only has one win. And the Capitals only have one win. So those teams are lacking right now. 
But another week in the NHL down, and hopefully the Penguins start winning. Like I said, they play tonight against Dallas. But good thing I'm still on the ESPN app. The last thing I want to discuss before we get into the questions, today is the first day of the NBA regular season. And I'm excited because my bandwagon team, the Golden State Warriors, play today. And I will be watching. It will be on TNT. Both games will actually be on TNT. But first game, the defending NBA champs, the Denver Nuggets, go against the Lakers. LeBron James in action. Nikola Jokic in action. Anthony Davis, if he doesn't get injured, he's in action. So that's going to be a very fun game, my opinion. A A great way to open up the season, my opinion. Then the second game, the Phoenix Suns go to Golden State to play the Warriors. And I'm rooting for my Warriors. I am, everybody that knows me, I'm a Warriors bandwagon because Pittsburgh has no team. And I would never root for the Philly team. So, yes. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland, yeah. So, essentially, I have to pick a bandwagon. I never grew up liking an NBA team. So, really, I have the luxury of picking a team. So, I picked the Warriors, and I will not back off. I made my choice. At this point now, I can't bandwagon to a new team because I have picked a team for at least a year now. So, Warriors are my team. Until Pittsburgh gets a team, which may Until Pittsburgh gets a team. Yeah. It's one in a million chance, yeah. probably. Hey, who knows? They always are looking for an expansion. But before we get to that, John, you had to pick right now. Right now. Who's winning it? But before we get to it, because I want you to think about it. Oh, breaking, I already have my answer. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Before actually John and I sat down to record this. Per someone in the NBA, the only reason I know this happened is Adam Schefter, we tweeted it. Giannis got an extension. I think it was a $184 million three-year extension. It's okay. I just pulled it up. It's on X right now. Uh, Bleacher Report said Giannis Antetokounmpo agreed on a three-year, $186 million contract extension. That's So... I'm seeing what that is yearly. Uh, 186. So it's $62 million per year. I think that's more than Jalen Brown's because I think Jalen Brown had the biggest. Yeah, I Googled the contract. He had like 380 something. Yeah, which, which was ridiculous. Extension. It was utter. That Jalen Brown deal was utterly Celtics ridiculous. I will say, though, Celtics don't play Tuesday, but they play on Wednesdays. Exactly. Well I'll be as- watching. Yeah, a lot of teams play. That game will be on ESPN, so it is watchable. Yes, uh, I'll be watching. Yeah, they play the Knicks. That's actually be a pretty good game. I might be watching that too if nothing else is on. But that I'll is... be rooting my favorite player, Jason Tatum. So, yeah, I, I want to say. I, I also didn't answer your question. Right I know, I know. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to answer uh, it real quick before you answer. So here's how I think it's going to go. Right in the East. It's going to be Miami versus the Celtics again. But I think Miami's going to get the one seed. You think Miami's going to get the one seed? I don't know. I don't know basketball. You think Miami? I think the Bucs to get it. I think the Bucs are going to choke somehow. I think the Bucs could at least get the one seed. 
at this okay, point. Okay, but I think it's going to be the. I still think it's going to be the Heat and Celtics, and then in the West. I'm thinking it's going to be the Suns and the Warriors. And the only reason I'm saying that, John, before you look at me, is that because that's all of our favorite teams. Okay. That's the only reason I'm saying. Is, okay, so you're, okay. If I had a pick right now, I'm between the Celtics because they're my favorite team. But I'm between the Celtics, the Bucks, or the uh, Nuggets to repeat. Which I think I'm, most likely it's going to be the Nuggets to repeat. I got the Nuggets winning it all right now. That's my early prediction. Yeah, I just think they haven't lost much in their starting lineup or all, in fact. So as long will, as they stay healthy, I think the Nuggets have the best chance. I will say one more thing. I think it's going to be a very weird season just because they're finally introducing the NBA in-season tournament. Yeah. This year. So that's going to have the huge factor, I'm going to say. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm very excited. So NBA is on tonight. Penguins are on tonight. So stay tuned for both those games. Baseball's on tonight. And baseball, too. Game seven. Oh, my goodness. Every, mm-hmm. Everything's on tonight. It, yeah, I'm sure college football's on, too. Yeah. Everything's we might, we, professional football. We might have to, like, just do a whole recap <laughs> of what happened today. <laughs> Because there's just so much, but yeah, no. we ain't we ain't doing that. We no, we're not time. doing that. I'm watching. I'm watching uh, baseball. Maybe some TikToks. Maybe some TikToks. But yes, other than that, that's going to do it for the topics. So around 41 minutes, 42 minutes by the time we add the intro to this. But let's get to the questions. So, yes, sir. Carlin was tasked with getting the questions this week. I've been doing it oh. every week, and I told him. I'm not getting any. It's all on you, and he and delivered. You did. you did, though. Carlin delivered. He really did. I am not going to lie. So Shout out to our fans, a.k.a. my family and John's yeah. family, and everyone else who listens, like Lance and Devin. Yes. So. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, we got, we got a good amount of questions here, so we're going to go through them. I think more. some of these, it only says Carlin, so I'm assuming these are questions just for me, from you. No, no, no. There, there's like my dad. I know. Well, no, there. I see like two that just say Carlin. Next yeah, because I have two questions for myself. Okay, so let's get through them. So the first one that you ask, uh, thoughts on the push push? <laughs> I guess this is a discussion. It is, honestly is a discussion again. We've talked well, about this. Then, before you say what your thoughts are, you want to hear my thoughts? Go yeah. to our uh, go to our TikTok. That's where I gave my thoughts. Um, but since John doesn't post on TikTok as often, he'll be getting there. Don't worry. Um, go over there and check it out because I think I gave a great answer for what I gave. So, hey. I think my fun answer would be if they're going to ban it, they should ban the QB sneak altogether. But in my opinion, like if you beat the tush push, it's like, so what are you, so what are they banning? Are two people not allowed to push him? Is that formation banned? So then it's like, can they just push one person behind him or something? Like, will they just ban people pushing on the QB sneak? Like, I don't get it, but it shouldn't be banned because I've seen, I've seen a lot of teams try it this season. Too many teams to count. A lot of teams have tried the tush push. And the only team that has done it effectively is the Eagles. They're the only team that does it effectively. Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in the whole league, is a big reason for why the tush push works or I should say the brother, brotherly shove for the Eagles. So he's a big factor. Jalen Hurts can squat 600 pounds, so that also helps. 
It shouldn't be banned. I said in a couple episodes ago, it could be banned if every team was doing it successfully to the point where every fourth and one was just an automatic first down because everybody mastered the tush push. Then I could see it. They're trying to say that injuries could be a case. I haven't seen anybody get injured on it. I think there might be like one case of it, but it shouldn't be banned until either every team can do it successfully or if like a major injury happens. But if it's just because, oh, the Eagles are so good with it, we got to get rid of it. The key is only the Eagles are good with it. So it shouldn't and be the, banned. The other thing uh, I'm going to mention real quick before you said it. Um, I I get he's pushing on his butt. That's why we call it the tush push or the brotherly shove. But like you said, if everyone was good at it, everyone would do it. Also, yeah. don't let him get to fourth and one. Exactly. That's true. That happened. It was so funny, though, last game against the Dolphins. It was literally at their own 25, and it was fourth and one. They were like, we're just going to do it, and they got it. They did it. It was back-to-back things. It was like fourth and one at the 25. They went for it. They got it. Then fourth and one again. It was at like the 30 or 40. They did it again and got it. They did it at the goal line. It's unbeatable for the most part. Actually, you could go on YouTube and watch – uh, a couple attempts where they did not get it. So they have been stopped in the past. So it's not completely unbeatable, but they shouldn't ban it. I honestly enjoy watching it because it just shows how good their O-line is and how good Jalen or how strong Jalen Hurts is. So I do like it. But next question, this is from Carlin's dad. So shout out to you, Carlin's dad. Uh, Penn State related question. Uh, do you think James Franklin will ever consistently beat Ohio State and Michigan. Now I put, I put consistently the question. He said in general, but Franklin has beat Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, they've beaten Michigan more recently. I think they beat they beat them during the Sean Clifford days at one point. The twenty nineteen line out. That famous clip of the quarterback running out. And you yeah. hear the Penn State he lies. They play Mo Bamba. And he oh, gets like yeah. this in the background and can't hear. Oh, uh, yeah. I I remember that. Great times. But, yeah, I with James Franklin, I, I don't know. I think the hope is going to be next season. Hopefully, Drew Aller is better next season, a year under his belt. Hopefully, they can learn how to develop him. No, hopefully, a new coordinator, too. I don't know who it is, but he's on Matt Canada level. So if they could really open up this offense, keep the defense consistent, I know they're going to lose their top tackle in the draft. He'll be top five potentially. Uh, he has a weird name. I can't pronounce it off the top of my head. They might lose some other guys in the draft too. So I think they have a chance next year. I think that would be the case. Uh, I think Drew Aller would technically be eligible after next season for the draft, but I don't know what he's going to do, either go after his junior year or senior year. But I think he'll probably go after his senior year. I think it just depends on how he does junior year. Like, if he if he looks, like, very good next year, which I think he can, like, he definitely has the potential. It's just he he's very raw right now. Let's just say that Drew Aller is just very raw at the moment. And, like, he has all the tools to be, like, a first-round quarterback. He's just got to put together. And I think next year would be the chance at this point. So I think they've stalled out this year. 
But I do think next year, at least, they have a much better chance. And Ohio State will not have Marvin Harrison Jr. So that is something to consider. And J.J. McCarthy might not be the quarterback for Michigan next year. I don't know about his status. So there is that. But your thoughts? I don't know. I truly don't know. I mean, over the years, it's been hard for us to beat Ohio State. We obviously beat them back in 2017 with the famous whiteout game, blocking the field goal. And I remember my dad calling my name and saying, Carling, come watch this. And that place went absolutely nuts. And then you obviously have the 2019 whiteout game where uh, we beat uh, we obviously beat them. But yeah, we've been struggling a lot against Ohio State. We're going to struggle against Michigan too. So with that being said, I mean, if he can't beat them like next year or something, you got to do something whether you get a new head coach or something. But even like if Aller has all the pieces and it's just not going well, you got to do something about it, you know, just because he's never been able to consistently beat Ohio State in his career. And you think about how many head coaches has Ohio State had since James Franklin's been there. It's more than than you think. Urban Meyer, Ryan Day. Yeah, I guess. I will say, though, like they will still have Singleton and Catron Allen next year so he'll still have the running backs but I think it just depends on if Drew Aller makes the next step I just dropped something I bet but moving on uh, next question this was from uh, Carlin's mom so shout out to Carlin's mom we have not given you a shout out yet or Carlin's dad too so shout out to you both uh, what are the odds of the Penguins making it to the playoffs this season. Uh, you can go first if you want. Zero. Zero. The way this team's been playing, they're not making it. Really? They're two and three. They're two and three in an 82 game season. I know. There's a lot more games to be played, but they just haven't really played. Granted, we're young. We've talked about this. Besides the big three and then a couple other players here and there, we have a lot of young talent. So, like you said, though, if our bottom lines can click more, then yeah, we probably will have a really good chance. Because Jari can't carry us every five seconds when he lets up four goals. I'm not a big hockey fan. You know this. The you Penguins this. are one of... The, I think we said this before. The Penguins are one of the oldest teams in the league. They are, they are not filled they with are, young talent. But they have younger players, too. They don't have players that... like. They got a lot of people... Off waivers and all this stuff. Okay, they have new players. Yes. We've not young about. players. We're not talking about this. Not young players. So they have the new players. As of right now, if the season would start tomorrow, no. Like, it's like you were saying, like you did, like everyone played, like at March Madness tournament, the Penguins wouldn't win at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't see this team as a Stanley Cup team. I see them at this very moment, I could see them making it to the first round and losing. But. It's too early to tell, in my opinion. We haven't seen enough. Uh, I think this game against Dallas could also be very telling. Right now, though, I would say they would miss the playoffs barely. But it's nothing certain. I think they're right in that bubble at the moment. They have potential. Evgeny Malkin's had a great start to his season, but it could go either way. But I I don't think there's like a 0% chance. But... It's 50-50 right now, I would say, at this very moment. But moving on. Uh, This is from Carlin's grandfather. So shout out to you, 
Carlton's grandfather. My grandfather. Thank you. And thank you for so yeah, thank you for sending in a question. But when are they gonna get rid of Levi Wallace and other? Who's the other Steeler corner? Are you okay. talking about Patrick? So he's he said Levi Wallace, and he's not wrong. Levi Wallace has been very bad. <laughs> Just say it, bad. But I'm also, I added the second part of this question with other cornerbacks because Patrick Peterson has been getting torched. He hasn't really done anything great. He's not been as bad as Levi Wallace, but he's not no. been. No, he I hasn't. would rather. I would rather if I had to choose one, it'd be Patrick Peterson. Well, you think probably. Patrick? You think Patrick Peterson? They put him on like the fastest. They had him on Puka at one point, and I told my dad. I said, "You have the youngest player in the NFL going up against one of the oldest cornerbacks in the NFL. Who's winning that? You know." Uh-huh. Well, here's the funny thing is on the two-point conversion try, they had Cooper Cup one-on-one with Levi Wallace, and yeah. Cup torched him yep. for the two points. And, I mean, it's just – I think – well, Levi Wallace shouldn't be a starter. Joey Porter should be a starter at this point. Levi Wallace should be the rotational guy at this point. I mean, it should be Joey Porter, Patrick Peterson. I guess Shannon Sullivan has the slot job. But Levi Wallace should not be matched up on the top wide receivers. At most, he's like a cornerback three on a team. But I don't know. I, I could see them try to move on next offseason to answer your question, uh, Carlin's grandfather. I do think after this season they could try to move on from him. But I don't know. I he's just not good this season. He can't be in the starting lineup on the best wide receivers. He got torched against Devontae Adams. He was getting torched this game. He he let Tutu Atwell get a touchdown this past game. It was just terrible. But I hope they I hope he's not a starter anymore. But next question. Actually we got we got a nice run here of questions from Carlin's sister. So Carlin's sister. Uh thank you very much. For the you're, you're forgetting my personal question. I I wanted to hear your thoughts very very oh, quick. I, I did I did thoughts skip on the personal question. NFL taunting, just in general. Yeah, because obviously you had the Deontay Johnson taunting and the George Pickens taunting. Yeah, I mean those were bad. I mean you, I think. I mean he was getting their faces. I believe it's. Yeah, I mean it's a dumb penalty it. on their part. Not saying like the penalty itself is dumb, but like. It was dumb on George Pickens and Deontay Johnson to do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, taunt. I, I don't mind taunting penalty. I mean, sometimes the refs go too far with them, but at least with the Steeler games, I thought they were fine penalties. You got to have sportsmanship in the game. You can't be I doing like stuff like that. I feel like you should be able to be like, yeah, like you can look at him and be like, yeah, I, like that's on you, yada yada. But like, you can't like get in with like his bubble. We'll say, it's yeah, like you can, off. you can like do trash talking like when you're away from the player and stuff but like if you go direct like both Pickens and Deontay I think like went up to the player they did and Tomlin was mad at George Pickens after he did his and yeah I I do I mean it's fine sometimes the refs go too far with taunting but you gotta have it though you gotta have the penalty there because it just because if you don't have it then it could be a messy game here and there but could be more fun but there's been some fun moments with taunting that i actually liked uh 
going back to the Buccaneers versus Chiefs in a Super Bowl when Antoine Winfield Jr. gave Tyreek the peace sign. I love that, but it was called a taunting. But yeah, taunting. I like it. Uh, <laughs> next, now let's get to Carlin's sister and her questions. So, first one. Uh, I lost it for a second. Well, kind of similar to what we were talking about. How do you feel about the officiating in the NFL? Uh, you can answer that first, Carlin. How do you feel about it? So I didn't watch the Eagles uh, Dolphins game because I was too busy playing Spider-Man. I was going to have the game going on the side and I completely forgot about it. But I did hear that uh, the Eagles had all the penalties and Philly had none, which I do find very hard to believe. I know they had two penalties and two of them are offset. But yeah, some of these calls are bad. Like the DPI on the Rams, that was not DPI. Um there were some other big ones, too, this week that made no sense to me. But if the officiating has gone downhill in the NFL. I remember yeah. one thing I always scream at Steeler games is that they need to go get a real job. <laughs> and before you say, well, that's mean, how many of these refs actually have, like, have NFL officiating as a career? Because what? Like, is, what? is NFL officiating a career or is it a side job? It's probably a career. I mean, they probably get. But see, I see. Yes, they get paid. What? Like every like, you get a call every week and say, "I need you to officiate this game." I'm just they. They get paid a living wage, and then some. Like NBA refs get. That's probably their livelihood. Well, I'm saying, like, think about it this way: Is NFL officiating like a job that pays well on the side that you can have another career during it? I don't. I mean, maybe That's when it's I'm not. I'm, I'm sure maybe, but I feel like I feel like they don't need to. Like, I bet this is their career. Like, they retire as refs. Point I, is, point is, it's gone downhill over the years. I always joke that they need to get a real job because they're not good. They've gone downhill so much. They tried to do the DPI challenge, and then when they did, only like two of them terrible. ever. Only two of them ever got overcalled. It's bad. They can't mm-hmm. tell in real life. Granted, I'm not saying I can go down there and say. Oh, yeah, that's DPI. You know, like that. I'm sure it's a very hard call to make in a second. But especially like when we can notice it right away and you can't. Yeah, that's the issue. I will say my my quick thoughts. um, It's bad and they have tried to fix it in the past with that pass interference thing they try to do. But for some reason, when there was obvious pass interference, they didn't decide to reverse it. So that failed miserably, so they just got rid of it. But I feel like it's never going to be perfect. Maybe they could have like a like a sky cam ref or something, like a ref in the press box, and they can like call down if like the refs miss something. I don't know. Like they'd be like, "Hey, you didn't call There'd this holding every five seconds." It'd be like, "Hey, I saw a holding. You guys didn't call it." Or hey, like like the TJ during the Rams game when Puka Nakua had a big catch, TJ Watt was being held. And they didn't call it. There could be like a ref from the press box, like, "Hey, y'all missed this TJ Watt hold. Here, throw the flag." Or like, or, or hear me out. I like your idea, but I can also see the flaws with it. Think of it this way: only the refs on the ground can make the call. So, like, let's say there's holding on number seventy-six on the offense, right? Yeah. With that, it goes up to the sky cam, and they look at it and see if it was the right call or not. I don't know about that. I feel like that would just be like every play is under review. 
but more of just like just a very quick well that's a what I'm very saying. it wouldn't have to be like a judge ref like let's ask him and verify it it'd be more of just like if they miss something or let's say if it you know like sometimes where referees like go in a huddle and they talk about it like maybe the sky ref could be in that huddle and be talking to yeah. of like what he saw something so that's just an idea that's an idea just just an extra eye that could see the field better but uh, that's my idea or just like i feel like the ref should have like they should like speak to the press and stuff like that like they should be asked about certain calls and like what they saw cuz i feel like the refs like i don't know if fining refs would be the the solution but like i feel like the refs should have to like go to a press box and like answer the press like what they thought with certain calls or non calls i i would just love to hear that i i think that would be another fun solution just so the refs hey. have some more accountability and Oakley was my favorite out of referee yes there are penalties in the pro bowl <laughs> <laughs> that, that was fun that was but uh, we still have a couple more questions. We are going to go over an hour, so I do apologize. Normally, we keep this around around an hour, but oh well. Um, I, do, I have a personal question for you, actually, because you mentioned it. I was going to ask it anyway. Uh, you mentioned the Spider-Man game. Uh, how's it been so far? Dude, Spider-Man, it's game of the year. It Spider-Man is game of the year. 2 on PS5 right now. It's game of the year, 100%. It's the most fun I've had in playing a video game. That and Hogwarts have been my two favorite games of the year um it's just one of those games i was playing last night and it was 11 30 and i was like i'm just gonna swing by this house get to this mission and then i'll log off and then play it tomorrow so it was getting late i wanted to go to bed well threw me in the mission and i just kept playing <laughs> it's like whoops but no it's truly a fun game uh shout out to jordan's roommate up at school he got it and when I was visiting them, he literally completed the game that day. Wow. He said, uh, uh, he texted me later and he said, all I have to say is wow. But it is a really fun game. If you have the chance and you have the PlayStation, definitely play it. I think it is game of the year for sure. I remember the old days on my Xbox 360 where there was a Spider-Man game and I was playing it. Uh, I think Carnage was the main villain. It was like the Amazing Spider-Man 2. So it was kind of based off of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. Yeah. But like loose. So like Electro, there was a mission with him. Green Goblin, there was a mission with him. Then there's like other characters and stuff as well. Those were the days. That was an old game though. But uh, yeah, I'm an Xbox owner. I don't have access to a Spider-Man 2 game. I would have to sell my Xbox, get a PS5, but therefore lose all of my Xbox games. So I would have maybe, maybe once, I don't even know. I, once once I, like, the price drops. Once it becomes that, like a PS, like, no. I, I would have to wait for like all of my Xbox games to be like outdated to the point where I wouldn't use any of them anymore. And then be able to switch if I ever was. Or if they come the, out with like a PS Digital or something, you could get that and play the Spider-Man games. Yeah. Or they could just make Spider-Man cross-platform like most other games are becoming now. Like, like all these other games are starting to become cross-platform in gaming. Like it's very rare now for like good exclusive games. I don't know. It, I don't care. I watched, I watched the whole Spider-Man game on YouTube. I know what happens. I should just start spoiling it right now. But I will be so mad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, all right. Venom is in the game. Did he know that? Um, the, yeah. All right. 
My sister uh, has a bunch yeah. of questions. So far, four in fact. We're going to run through these because why not? We already answered one of them. We already did, so we got three more. Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones? I think she put this question in because of how decently Tyrod Taylor played against oh, the Bills and how he's a beast. Decently, he actually played against the oh, Commanders. Tyrod Taylor is so good. He is, I mean, God. Dan Smith and I, back in the old days when Tyrod Taylor was like with the Chargers, we would always love talking about Tyrod Taylor. And yeah, he is so good. He is such a good quarterback. He always has been. Uh, he is better than Daniel Jones. They need to bench Daniel Jones. I don't know why they extended Daniel Jones to a $40 million deal per year when they have Tyra Taylor. They should just bench Daniel Jones. I'm not going to lie. But jokes aside, Daniel Jones will be the starter no matter what. So enjoy the Tyra Taylor run when you got it. All right. Moving on. Um, is Connor Bedard living up to the hype? Uh, he's had a couple goals, I think, but it's too early to tell with Bedard. That's like, I'll give an example of a guy, Jack Hughes for the Devils. Uh, his year one sucked, pretty much, and he was the first overall pick. But right now, it's like his year four, or year five, something like that. I think year four, and he's already one of the best players in the league. Right now, so with hockey players, they take time to develop completely. By the time it's year three or so, year three, year four, I think they're at their peak in a way, or they'll find their true potential. So it is early for Bedard. So, like, whatever Bedard does this season doesn't really matter, it really depends on the future seasons. But he has been very exciting, I would say. He's had a good role in the Blackhawks, so I think he is for the time being. Uh, next question from Carlin's sister. Uh, is Malkin going to have a comeback season? I feel like he already is. I feel like he already has started a comeback season. He's been very good. He scored again in the most recent game. He's just been very good. Uh, the best player on the Penguins right now. But yeah, I think he is having a comeback season. Uh, your thoughts, Carlin? Yeah, I know this man. Um, he's doing a lot, lot better than he has been last season. Uh, he led goals at one point too, or points, as I should say. Um, and yeah, he's just been a lot more dominant, uh, especially for him getting up there in the age and being one of the oldest players on the roster. So it's nice to see. Um, I hope he does have a comeback season. I hope we do end up winning the Stanley Cup this year or this year or next year, so all three of them can like retire and be done. Go out on top because yes. that's the way they deserve to go out, in my opinion. I do agree. I do agree. Uh, and that goes with any like legendary player. Like low key, I kind of wanted Brady to win and retire just so he could go out as the greatest of all time. But yeah, he went out losing yeah. to the Dallas Cowboys. So there's that. But, the worst record ever. <laughs> yeah. Two more questions, and these come from Lance. Uh, I was talking with Lance earlier today, and he gave me these questions. Uh, there's one directed to Carlin and one directed to me. So, first one, haha. How is good old Rocky Top doing, Carlin? They blew a freaking lead. They were killing Alabama like 20 to 7 or something. They had the game in the bag. They were playing great. And then Alabama was like, no. <laughs> yeah, for. For some of you listeners who have not listened to our college football episodes, we love talking about Tennessee because Carlin loves Tennessee for some reason, and you don't get to sing it this time because they lost. But 
and it's also not the college football episode. But yeah, Tennessee played Alabama. Me and Lance, Lance was on the episode. We picked Bama. Corlin picked Tennessee. Tennessee lost. And for some reason, Tennessee is still ranked. They are 21. So technically really? they will be. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I think they went from. Let me see what it was. Uh, they were 17. They only dropped four spots for some reason. So they are still ranked. Penn State but, lost to a number the number three team in the country. And they only dropped three spots. Yeah, but that's also the number three team. So it was close, technically. But Tennessee is still ranked, so they will be mentioned in uh, Thursday's episode. So stay tuned for that. But, yeah, they play Kentucky this week, who Kentucky was ranked at one point. So I might I might not pick Tennessee. We will see. So stay tuned for Thursday's episode. It will be very exciting. But final question, this is directed to me. Uh, another one from Lance. I could I just lost the questions because I was looking at college football. Uh, How are you enjoying your time at the radio, John? That's the question. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I think I've mentioned the radio here and there. I think one episode I talked about it in general. I have been enjoying it. Uh, Lance and I do it. Uh, Lance also does the paper portion of it, too. So he does some writing. But I do enjoy it. I try to do it weekly. Uh, Wednesdays, sometimes on Saturdays, you could hear me. I don't know about this week, if you can hear me or not on it, but it's been fun. I like speaking. I like speaking over the air. It's been good experience, and I've enjoyed it so far. I wish I did it earlier. Have you called a game yet? No, I've not. There hasn't been an opportunity. I would love for you to call a game. Well, the one opportunity to call a game was with soccer, and I don't know soccer all that well. So I would be a terrible commentator. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd pay good money to see that. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, uh, I could do football, but I think that those opportunities aren't there this year. Ideally, if I would be calling games, it would be in the spring or next fall. Yeah, you could call basketball. You could call baseball even. Baseball's not that hard to call. Yeah, it just depends on what's available at the radio. I'm not really sure how it works yet with that or like what opportunities are available essentially how it is is the more i participate the more i will be known and eventually opportunities would arise but yeah i'm i'm taking my time i'm moving up the ranks hopefully we'll get more opportunities in the future but yeah i'm enjoying it. i think lance is also enjoying it too so u92 the moose uh west virginia people Go listen to that. I'm sure you've heard of it before. So I'm a part of it. But that's going to do it for this Under the Lights episode. We kind of went over or an hour and 10, the point we're recording. So went a bit long this episode, but thank you all for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions for this week. Uh, the rest of this week, it's going to be a short week. I'm kind of confirming that on the fly. I know we didn't really talk about it. Uh, Wednesday will be football, NFL. We'll do our recap. Very weird week in the NFL. I got all, I think I went negative this week in my predictions. So it was bad. And we're going to discuss all of that in our predictions for the upcoming week on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I believe we will do college football. I'm skipping fantasy this week because my weekend, I'm planning that out. And I might be coming home for the whole weekend. We're, I'm planning that out right now. But 
Thursday will be college football instead of Friday. So stay tuned for that. We will talk all about week nine, all of our predictions and including Tennessee, including Penn state, including all of those beautiful ranked teams. So stay tuned for Wednesday, stay tuned for Thursday, but make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, slash X, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. This episode is on YouTube right now as we speak. Uh, you can find all of those links and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you are an Apple podcast or overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, very fun under the lights episode. We will be at, we will be back next week with another under the lights. But with Carlin Jacob, I am John Dodera. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.